It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawksmith. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point, but they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! To the Nebraska Hawksness, your Hawkeye Oasis located in a non-bowl going to desert. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day. I am joined here by the boys. I got the sauce in studio in the Nebraska Hawksness. How's it going, sauce? All right, man. He's looking good. He's he's feeling fired up. He's charged up. We're going to the Music City Bowl. Exciting stuff. Schlicker looking as dapper as ever. I like the white socks hat. Go socks. How's it going, buddy? It's going well, man. Thank you. And the Miller Light Delight. How's it going, man? It's going. Good to be back. Guys, we got some big news for everybody. This will be our last podcast that we do under our independent format. We've signed with the Pigskin Podcast Network. So we're really excited to go into business with those guys. It's a really great group of podcast, sports podcasts from all across the country. The guys running it are fantastic guys the pigskin podcast network so if you guys have a chance go to pigskinpodcastnetwork.com check out all the cool sports podcasts that are on there you know boys we've hit the big time (laughs) are you you excited oh yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely this is a red carpet man hey it's uh some, some good stuff man i mean we are jacked to be a part of the pigskin podcast network so again Check them out, guys. We're part of the family there now, so it's a big moment for us, and we're really excited. We've been so dang busy. We haven't really had time to acknowledge it or talk much about it, so there'll be more to come on that. The format of the show is going to stay the same, um, hopefully even get better. Um, They're going to help us out with a lot of different things, so uh, an exciting time for us. So congratulations to you guys for, um, you know. Do they have a research team? Um, they actually do, but they said that ours is so good that, um, they want to keep them, but they, they did want to hire someone to oversee Kyle's microphone. So it quits rubbing up against his shirt all the time during shows. So it's, it's happening right now, Kyle. And, and so he's going to have an assistant flown out to him, courtesy of the pigskin podcast network to oversee him, help him make a man cave. So he doesn't have to broadcast out of his dungeon anymore. So, uh, a lot of big things are coming. We got a bigger Yeah. All right. So <laughs> we need to go into the overall results for the year. We, we've we picked them. 
We know who the challenge winner is. Um, I, we're going to be awarding the championship uh, for the picking today. So, But first of all, we need to let you know that the overall reserve, results are brought to you by... Meyer Electric. Uh, Meyer Electric. Shockingly good service since 1833. Longest family-run business in the state of Iowa. Profits, monies, dollars, electricity, light bulbs, all kinds of stuff flying your way. Meyer Electric. What a great family-run business. Matt, what do you have to say about that wonderful organization? It's a great organization. I Man. mean, been around a long time. Jeez. But if it's family, why is Matt involved? I don't know, Matt. I don't no. think Matt is involved. No, no. no. It's a coincidence. Okay. He is not. Ask him. I thought, I thought you were president or something. He is president. Not. Yeah, not only am I'm I, the CFO. <laughs> yeah, right. They'd be bankrupt by now. <laughs> Maybe. All right, Matt. Let us know right. the the season results brought to you by one of the longest family run business in the United States of America, Meyer Electric. So if Marty would have picked like he did that last week, I would have probably won this thing again. He got a solid two, correct. In last week's pick, so uh, still not enough to, to drop him much. He was uh, the winner at sixty one percent. So very nice. Marty. Kyle got three right. I got five right. Adam got four right. So that puts uh, Adam came in at forty nine percent. I came in at fifty five. Kyle at fifty six, and Marty again at sixty one to take it. Marty's the champion. We got Marty. Here is his title that he's going to be holding on to till next year. His his Hawkeye Hawkeye Championship belt. He's uh, Matt has been dethroned as the champion. Matt, what do you have, what do you have to say? You're no longer. I will gladly pass the torch of record keeping to Marty. Yep. <laughs> I'm thinking this fits Matt a little bit better than it does me. You swear it over your shoulder, man. That's what all the big boys do with the belts. <laughs> the shoulder like a champ, man. All right. Well, Marty is the winner. That's that's exciting stuff, Marty. Um, you, do you got a speech or anything you want to say for you know? You really were out for blood for Matt from I day did. one. Yep. You know, Matt, you had your goal. you had your bullseye on him. I don't know with myself. Like since I got last. Usually guys like in fantasy football and pick them has to get like a My Little Pony tramp stamp tattoo or like a maybe I get a, a Muppet Baby tattooed right above my crack. I don't like something like that. I don't know. You know, it, po- possibilities are endless. You know, I don't, <laughs> Marty can't keep I'm really booted. getting uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, it's I need to be punished somehow. So uh, in the comments, you guys say something that you think the guy should do to me for bringing up the rear i sucked i was terrible 49 percent. that's unacceptable so that's under fit that's yeah that's not good so 50 <laughs> i'm gonna shut up and i'm gonna let the winner talk here and give his acceptance speech so uh marty uh tell us what it's like to be a winner i don't know this is the first time in my life i've had this <laughs> pleasure <laughs> beginner's luck it was beginner's luck and uh Guys here gave me advice all year, so you gotta. I will share. I will share the wealth. You gotta be like really honest, Marty. Like pretty much held the ground all year. Like he was he in did. first place, I think, from like week two or three, and held it throughout. So, Marty, congratulations, my friend. There is uh, 
for be it not really being regular season, there's more football news going on right now than you could freaking imagine. I don't know where to even begin. We have an agenda. I just have a feeling in the air. We're just not going to follow it. We're going to kind of shoot from the hip today and really talk about whatever we want. We're going to the Music City Bowl. You know, that's, I would say, one of the best case scenarios for where we ended the season. Um, Sure. Music City Bowl is legit. You know, able to go to Nashville, that's a great thing. But first, we really want to talk about, before we cover the bowl game, boys, we've got ourselves a quarterback. I don't know if you heard of the man. His name's Cade McNamara. I'm pretty jacked about him, and I know you guys have opinions too. Now, I want to find out what each of you think about our new quarterback. There could be more to follow. Cade is working that portal, all right? He's reaching out. He's talking to people. He's making connections. He's bringing people in. There's some excitement in Iowa City, a lot more excitement than there should be for going 7-5. and There's a lot of positive things happening. What we want to kind of talk about first before we really get, you know, deep diving into everything, I want to get your guys' opinions. But, you know, Cade, last year, two, and this last season, we're, we're talking about 2021. Uh, he was 210 for 327, okay? Threw for 2,576 yards, a 64.2 completion percentage. Now, to put that in perspective, I'm going to tell you that Spencer Patris this year, Opposed to the 210 for 327 that Cade threw for, Spencer was 157 for 281 yards, opposed to the 327, okay? And um, let's see here, for 1,725 yards, a 55.9 completion percentage. So um, Cade completed 64.2% of his passes for 2,576 yards. So 210 for 327, I think that's a pretty significant upgrade boys um i'm gonna start here with the sauce right next to me what are your feelings what are you hearing Cade is a hawkeye so i I think there's a lot of listeners out there that are probably gonna say well you know Cade had a great o-line spencer didn't so obviously he had more time um I, i think Cade is also a more mobile quarterback spencer was more of a drop back so i think however way you look at it I think it's going to be an upgrade. I I think McNamara is going to bring a whole new type of quarterback. I I think he reminds me, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, he reminds me a little bit of Beathard when, uh, you know, in 2015. He's mobile. He's not afraid to throw it downfield. You know, I think Spencer lost a lot of his confidence throwing it downfield. Um, so I, I think it's a I think it's a great deal. I think Cade will probably do well, really well next year. But he's got two years, remember? Yeah. So he's got another year after that, and we've got some really good freshmen coming in. So you know, our future. I think Iowa's future looks great, much better than the much better. Always, baby. You know, I, I'm feeling a lot better, too, just about that position in general, because that was, you know, Kyle, that was the first piece of the puzzle. We needed that to come through and that to to happen before we were going to real be able to get the rest of the dominoes to fall. That was first and foremost, step one. Um, and, and again, Kyle, we want to know what you think about this whole thing. But to give you a little bit more background, too, um, in 2021, Cade McNamara threw 15 touchdowns and six interceptions. And uh, Spencer's last year was five touchdowns and five interceptions. 
which is, as we all know, atrocious. A um, lot of things playing into that. That's not all on Spencer. What are your thoughts, Kyle? What are you feeling? What are you hearing with uh, the major upgrade that in major boost we're, get, we're getting at quarterback next season? Well, you know, first of all, you guys know how where I stand with this troll transfer portal thing. It just continues to blow my mind. It's a mess. Uh, you know, ever since I started doing this with you guys, I've been – I'll admit, I'm, I, I've been paying attention a lot more to just, you know, Big Ten football and, you know, because I, I want to bring something good to the podcast. But at the same time, like, <clears throat> it's uh, it's made me kind of really pay attention to what's going on and how much the game has changed, how much it's become just a whole different world uh, from, I mean, I, I graduated, what, 2020, 16 years ago? It's not that long ago, you know, and it's just amazing to see how much has changed. So with that, you know, Cade McNamara, I mean, I'm always skeptical of anybody from Michigan, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I hope that they give him a good hazen. Kyle, he's actually from Reno, Nevada, so we can give him oh, a little credit okay. there. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope that, I hope they give him a good hazen, but at the same time, I hope that they buy into whatever, you know, um, you know, system changes, uh, you know, whatever style he brings. Because you're right, man. Iowa needs uh, – we need something like this, especially coming off this season. Um, I, I hope that the hype lives up to what it is. And, you know, I, I am going to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, I'm going to be a little bit skeptical because it's kind of one of those things like, hey, you know, I, I'm not going to believe it until I see it, you know. Um, so while I'm optimistic, I'm also, I'm also a little bit reserved just because I, I, I hope that – uh, while this is a great move for him and the Iowa football program, I hope that it that it all fits. I really do. All right. Well, Matt, the the transfer transfer portal giveth and the transfer portal taketh away. We've <laughs> yes. uh, had a lot of defections. There's over 700 guys on the transfer portal right now. 722 so. players in the portal. Hey, a, a one a new one day record for first day of transfer portal. Uh, entries it's things like that why the pigskin podcast network wants to hire our research team <laughs> bam 63 of those 722 were quarterbacks wow that's a lot that's a lot um matt what are your thoughts about Cade joining joining the team and um there's some word out there that he's bringing his uh his former tight end with him from michigan that's announced he's transferring yeah so eric all tied in from Michigan. Uh, he has entered the portal. He has not come out and said where he's going, but the rumors are saying Iowa for him. Um, another transfer guy that entered the portal um, that there's been some talk on, not not near as much uh, confidence that he's going to come to Iowa, but uh, Treshawn Holden, a wide receiver out of Alabama, entered as well. Yep. So there's been some talk on that, and nothing's really come out that says – you know, Iowa's in the picture or not, but uh, some promising stuff there. Um, I'm with Kyle. I'm cautiously optimistic. I think Cade's got a lot to bring to the table. I hope our um, our office, offensive schemes can kind of cater to him. And um, you know, if we get some of these some of these targets for him to throw to, I think it's going to be a big turnaround. You know, our defense is going to be solid again next year. I know we lose a lot of guys, a lot of tackles. You know, with Captain Jack, you know, a senior and uh, a few of those other guys. But, uh, you know, those guys that are behind those those seniors, I think, are really good. So you know, if we just have 
an offense come together with that defense, it's going to be a good year. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts too. Um, not necessarily transfer portal related, but I mean, we're in the wild west of free agency for college football. And Caden Proctor announced today that he got an offer from the University of Colorado. Now, everybody knows that Deion Sanders just took the job there. I don't know if you guys have heard the audio of him uh, addressing the team. It was pretty blunt and to the point and told him, he goes, hey, I'm coming to town with a lot of, a lot of your positions filled. I'm, I'm, tra- I'm traveling with luggage, and I'm bringing it with me. So if you don't like it and you don't want to work, you go hit the portal right now. And, you know, he was like, this program's been losing for 20 years. And he's like, it's embarrassing. And we need to give these people something to cheer about, which he was very blunt, honest, and <laughs> it's kind of refreshing, you know, <laughs> how, how honest he was. Matt, you know, and I, I want to get your thoughts, Matt, on, and Marty as well, and Kyle, all of you guys. But we'll start with Matt. Why does Caden Proctor keep announcing these offers that he's getting if he's still planning to come to Iowa? We keep hearing that he's going to be signing this month and that he's coming. Why does he feel the need to continue to announce and go on visits and things like this if he's still coming? I'm, I don't know what to think about it. As a Hawkeye fan, I'm agitated because, you know, in my opinion, if you put a ring on it, you're committed, okay? You don't date anymore. In my, in my view. Now that's the old school way of thinking because that's just how it is anymore. You know, everything is switched to be an advantage of the players, which they had no power before. Now they have all the power. There needs to be a little bit more of a balance. We'll maybe find our way there. We go to one extreme to the other in this society. But what are your thoughts, Matt, on this whole Caden Proctor thing? What are you hearing? What are you feeling about what's going on with him? Yeah, it's, it's interesting that he would come out and say that. You know, we know he went and visited Oregon as well earlier in the season. Uh, you know, everything <clears throat> internally. I know Xavier Wonkapi tweeted some stuff that's you know, solidified his commitment to Iowa. Um, that was before this Colorado deal. Uh, yeah, I'm not I, – I don't like that. I'm with you. You know, if you – verbal commit or commit or whatever to a team yeah. you know, like I don't like that wishy-wash you know you, you need to hold your ground and there's some integrity there I think that yeah you, you want to be loyal to your oh yeah team uh, maybe it's just for star power um, you know he's already a five-star I don't know why he would need it but um, is he a five-star or four-star well I don't five. he's a five he's the he's top a number Number one lineman in the country. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he doesn't really need the the offers or the publicity. I think he's got it already. So. Why did Why did you end your recruitment early if you still wanted to do this? I guess that's right. what I don't understand. He committed early. Why didn't you leave it open? Is what I don't understand. This smells a lot like. And if you don't tell me if you don't remember the Eno Benjamin thing. Yeah. The running back that commit ended up committing to Arizona State. He was committed to us and decided that he wanted to keep flirting with other programs and the coaches reached out and they were like, Hey, like if you're committed to us, you need to commit because I mean, we need to do our due diligence. If you're not going to come to our program, we got to fill that spot as a recruit. And we feel like you're committed. You know, you need to commit and stay with us shopping around. Now, Marty, what are, what are your thoughts on the whole Caden Proctor thing? Continuing to flirt with other programs. Do you think he's going to be a Hawkeye and what do you feel about everything? Well, I'm glad I get to go before Kyle because I think Kyle's actually going to have the best perspective on what my theory is. And that is whether we like it or not, guys, 
college football is becoming NFL. And you're going to deal with 18-year-old kids with huge egos. And you're dealing with kids that can make a million, two million dollars at 18. I'm a basketball guy. And this is the reason why the NBA, who used to draft out of high school, now makes them go to school for a year before they can get drafted. They made that mistake years ago. And I think what we're headed for in college football, my own opinion, is we're headed for a mini, a mini um, NFL dealing with kids in high school with millions of dollars with the NIL. And by the way, if you don't give me $2 million, I'm going to go to another school and play for them for $3 million. Yeah. So I, that's what we're headed for, whether we like it or not. Kyle? Take it away. I mean, Kyle, I want to tell you too, like before you get going, this is what the NBA had problems with. This is why teams in the NBA couldn't get loyal fans because it was flip flopping from team to team every year. There was no consistency, no tradition. It was just like selfish guys looking for a paycheck, looking to get theirs, bouncing around. And then it really affected the bottom line in the NBA because nobody cared about a team. They followed players and right. that's what we're going to get into, looks like, with college football. Now, Kyle, from your perspective, you know, put your in it from a player's shoes. What are your thoughts on all this? I mean, gosh, man, I think I, you know, call it what you want, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm becoming that old man where I'm starting to look at all this stuff and I'm just like, gosh, hey, hey, know. hey, 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 don't be, don't, <laughs> don't be down in the old men here. Marty, can you tell him to get off your lawn? Well, I just, I just, I just, you know, it's uh, I feel bad for the coaches, you know, and all the support staff because it is, man, it's turning into like a uh, I mean, it's got to be stressful. Um, social media is the devil. It really is for these guys. I hate it. You know, the kickers that I train, they what they post and what they create and what they what they try to make visible to the world just blows my mind. And, uh, you know, as much as I try to coach them on that stuff. You know, nothing beats the truth um, and being loyal. And, uh, you know, I just it's I understand the business perspective of it. I understand that. I mean, not entirely, but um, I just hope that um, this doesn't get out of hand. And there's a bunch of people like, hey, I told you so, you know, like we need to you know, I hope that the part of me does want there to be uh, this to get so out of hand where it's just like they they cut ties with it entirely because it's getting out of hand. I mean, there's no reason why an 18, 19 year old kid should have that much power, influential power. Absolutely yeah. not. I'm sorry. And anybody who's doing it and pulling that, I hope they get humbled. I hope they get humbled very quickly. There better be some, you know, juniors and seniors on the teams that they join that, uh, that hop in right away and um, square some things away. Anyway. And Kyle, actually, that's a really good point. And I'll bring one other point into it with the power of an 18 and 19 year old. I wish I had the stats and Hey Matt, if you want to research this, but in the NBA, when you take, when you take a kid out of high school and you put him into professional sports and you give him millions of dollars, what really happens to that kid? What, what, I mean, there's a dark side. There's a dark side that happens that no one wants to actually look at and see guys. I, how do you, how are you setting that kid up for, for, for life? After exactly. Football? You know, right. like I, I, I got my job with Naval Special Warfare and maintained it and retained it for 14 years because of the experience that I had with those coaches at Iowa. You know, they weren't my football coaches, man. They were my life coaches. Um, 
I mean, I cannot, I, I cannot tell you how many times I thought to myself when things were going bad or when I was in a stressed out situation at work and like it meant my job was on the line. I can't tell you how many times I thought back to the lessons that I, and the experiences that I learned while I was at Iowa uh, with all that, you know, with all those, all the experiences I had uh, that ended up saving me. So anyway. Well, and this, this is what it's supposed to be about, but it's clearly not at all is what type of young men are we creating by this? We're creating a bunch of young men that are self-absorbed, that only think about themselves, not their teammates, not the program that they play for. And if they go through an ounce of adversity, they're gone. So let's think you get your first job outside of football. Let's think most of you guys, most of these guys aren't going to NFL. The NFL stands for not for long for a reason. Okay. (laughs) These guys are going to get there and the ones that do get there aren't going to stick around very long and they're going to have to go out into the real world and get a job. Okay. What are you going to do the very first time that you have a review with, with your boss and your, or your supervisor and you get some harsh criticism that you need to step it up and you need to do better at your job. You're going to hit the transfer portal of the professional work environment. Every time that happens, like we've taken a whole element out of the game of college football that builds character in these young men that makes them push through adversity and build a love for a program. I mean, we're going to go, we're going to the age now where most of these guys are going to come out. And, you know, like I said before, your either kids going to be like, Hey dad, where'd you play football at? Well, I played at Buffalo, Purdue, Iowa, Western Michigan, and Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. What? Like <laughs> w- w- where's the loyalty to the institution? Like, yeah, I know that must be a romantic type of uh, feeling, you know, like an old school, like, you know, I, I want to play for the name on the front of my chest in the institution. I want to be able to come back to that place in 20 years and bring my family and tell them stories of like, hey, you know, over here, this is where I experienced this or saw this. Like this place means a lot to me and it, it holds a special place in your heart. And none of these guys are going to be able to do it. And a lot of them don't even have anything wrong with, with what's going on. They just want to shop themselves yeah. to be re-recruited and at the end of the day, like, I'm sorry, it's bullshit. Like it needs to be fixed. It needs to be tweaked because it's ruining the game of college football. Yeah. If you're always, you're constantly searching for the grit, for the greener grass, you know, like it's, uh, I'm telling you, there's something to be said for grit and just, you know, getting your hands dirty. And, uh, when, uh, you know, the SHIT is hitting the fan, you got to be able to figure it out, especially when mommy and daddy aren't there to bail you out. Is well, it, and, 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 and what is it? Uh, 8% of college football players make the NFL. It's a pretty small percentage, right? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't, you can't depend upon your body. It's like a stripper, right? I mean, eventually you're going to get older and you're, you're not going to be able to make the money that you well, used to be able I mean, to. You're speaking I, Matt's language now. I, you know, guys, I, I don't, you know, I don't have this elaborate story to tell you about when I graduated. I thought I was, I thought I was going to play in the NFL. I thought I was good enough to do it, but you know what the reality of it, of it was, is that I was competing for a position that's very rare. Uh, the, you know, openings are very rare, you know, see what you want about what I did in college. You know, my stats, not a bit, but I, you know, I went to combines. I did very, very well, but I never got signed. So I had to, at some point make the decision, like, all right, like I need to, focus on my life you know of course i got married at a young age uh but um you know it, it's it's just you gotta be able to like have something to fall back on and know how to implement that plan uh and do it on your own because that's focus what i saw about man 
Spoken by yeah. true experience, Kyle. Yeah, I know. I mean, Sorry, it, words. You know, Those are good words. I, I ended up playing a little semi-pro ball. I played like three <laughs> games for the Iowa Barnstormers. I mean, that you know, that was great because I was able to kick football again in uniform. But yeah. you know, I uh, at the same time I was traveling my ass off, like working all the way up at the Navy base till Wednesday, and then taking, you know, and then driving all the way to Des Moines, practicing, and then getting on a bus and driving all the way down to Dallas, playing, coming back up. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. But anyway. I just really, you know, these kids, man, they're going to get, they're going to get punched. Uh, they're going to get punched in the balls in the face by life. And it's, it's, uh, it's going to hurt big time. It really is. I think that's going to be the back of our new, our next t-shirt is get punched in the balls <laughs> in the face at the same time. Simultaneous, man. Boom. Balls in face. It's going to wow. hurt. Uh, Kyle, we don't blame you at all. We've seen pictures of your, you and your wife and your family and you did the right thing, locking things up early. So that was a I, smart move. Just, you know, I, I, you know, again, I, if it wasn't for my wife, I'd be dead or in jail, probably. He know. married up. He yeah. married up. <laughs> he did. He it's uh, it's 1.6% that enter that go pro. Yeah. Wow. Matt. Matt, there he goes. You're welcome. Hi. You, I, I gotta, I gotta say, if we're mm-hmm. handing out an award, Marty got an award for picking the best. I would say if we could uh, hand it out a most improved player on this podcast we should do like the nesties and do an award award show that would get most improved podcasters that would uh, we're doing it order your tuxedo t-shirts it's happening and according to matt today i'm the dirtiest so all right i'll take that according to you know i i want to part of me wants to sit down and have a beer with like coach Ferentz and like the coaching staff. Cause you know, I was there with Phil Parker. I was there with coach Ferentz. Some yeah. of those, some of those other coaches were guys I played with Abdul Hodge, uh, Jason Manson, you know, like I want to sit yeah. down, I want to sit down and have a beer behind closed doors with like no one and just be like, dudes, what is going on? Like how hear them bent. And yeah, exactly. You know, like it's gotta be just eating them alive, but, but they're in the thick of it. They're kind of like me, you know, like I, I don't, yeah. I, I you know, it's um... if I if I was like at the end of my career, like, you know, in your 70s or something and you're thinking about retiring, I'd be like, screw this. I'm done. This is a great time to get out of coaching. Like yeah. this, this is a nightmare that and <laughs> you've come up through coaching and you're in your 70s and you got to deal with this crap. Like it takes a special type of person. It makes me think of the movie. um Idiocracy. Have you guys ever seen Idiocracy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like uh, Luke Wilson? Isn't it? It is. Yeah. 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 Luke Wilson. I was thinking it's more basketball. Yeah. Well, it just you know. Yeah. Just a oh. crazy, just a crazy future. How about that? Yeah. Well, I wanted know. to get your guys' thoughts on this whole thing too. You know, somebody new is hitting the portal every five minutes. I mean, you can't even keep up with it. The recruiting directors at ESPN are probably like just have clumps of hair falling out right now with everything that's going on. I want to get your guys' thoughts on Keegan Johnson. Um, You know, we heard nothing but reputable things about him coming out. And he is perceived to have kind of milked an injury in the second it looks bad is what we'll say we don't know for sure but the second the portal is available he he wants to jump out he didn't play all year had a tweaked hamstring it looks bad and there's some rumors coming about that we don't you know we don't have any you know we haven't solidified any of them yet that a lot of the reason why he hit the portals because grade problems and he wasn't able to hit, hit his grades. Um, I want to talk, hit the sauce here on this one first. 
and see see what your thoughts are on the whole Keegan Johnson thing. Because usually when when you know you smell a little smoke, there's a little bit of a fire, and this just doesn't seem like it's super clean. Like something's going on here, right? And and I do kind of kind of believe the um, uh, rumor a little bit on the academics because you know I think Coach Ferentz is he's he's pretty strong on academics um and 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 i think maybe maybe you know i i don't know again rumors is all but i think ference and and i think uh, keegan had a discussion on his grades back in the spring i think and i think it just kind of put a damper on the season i don't think keegan's heart was in it um and yeah he had an injury but um again you have to kind of question that and then he enters the portal so Kind of like what you said, where there's smoke, there's fire, and yeah. <clears throat> um, I, ab- I actually think though, and and Kyle, again, you know Ference better than I do. I, I would be willing to say that Ference is willing to give him a second shot, come back, improve your grades, let me help you, and maybe maybe he'll be back. I don't know, but that it wouldn't surprise me if Ference made that kind of offer to him. Matt, we saw we saw glimpses when Keegan was on the field of being an elite wide receiver, uh, we really saw little small sparks of where he was capable of being. We never really got to see the full thing. It never was on full display. It was either an injury or inept, an inept offense or something holding him back. Matt, I know you have some strong opinions on the whole Keegan Johnson thing. What are your thoughts and feelings on what went down with him? <clears throat> I, I kind of, I mean, I guess I agree with what's already been said. I hope it's not his character. I hope it's, you know, the great thing. Um, if it were me in that position as that good of a receiver and I hear Cade McNair is coming to town, I'm staying. Yeah. So that kind of puts my opinion to the fact that he just wants a fresh start. And, you know, maybe it is grades. Maybe maybe it isn't. But, you know, these kids are young. They're making – decisions for the moment and yeah i'll tell you right now sorry to interrupt you but speaking of uh nil dollar or uh yeah making money as a wide receiver um what's it nil yeah nil yeah if i was a wide receiver at iowa and i knew a hot shot quarterback was coming in i'd be spending some of those nil dollars to schmooze him Mm. Hey, you, you know, like, you, what do you need? A golf cart? You need a golf cart to get to and from? Yeah, what do you need? <laughs> hey, I mean, and the thing is, too, not all of them, but if you've noticed, the majority of these guys transferring are all skill position players. Yeah. You know, the always skill position players are always the prima donnas, always kind of thinking about themselves. You're the guys that are transferring that are like, say, offensive linemen or guys that aren't getting to play. You know, you don't see uh, a tenured offensive lineman hitting the portal. You know, you, you just don't. Um, these guys are in their own heads and see themselves as sometimes a little bit of a false god of themselves. Sure. And mm-hmm. you need to get back in and grind. And if you talk to any of the greats like Jerry Rice and, uh, you know, other great players, mm-hmm. all of them say kind of the same thing. You don't buy into your own hype. You get in, you work your butt off every day. You do the right thing. You listen to your coaches and things work out. Mm-hmm. And, I just feel like that, you know, and we can beat this to death. Uh, it's just things are moving in the wrong direction with this whole portal thing. It's an absolute disaster. And we put ourselves in this mess. Go ahead, Marty. To me, 
I mean, this is going to be the last thing I say on the portal. <laughs> to me, the portal is a short-term resolution, and it's not long-term. I think if you want long-term, you got to be loyal. You got to make that commitment. You got to be good to your word. And no matter what comes along, you're going to work your ass off. And in the long run, you're going to make millions. But the portal brings, let's just say, $800,000 to an 18-year-old kid. That $800,000 is going to be nothing by the time they're 22, 23 years old and don't have a job. So to me, the portal is short-term. That's all it is. Uh, really quickly, and you guys might know this better than me, but I'm pretty sure before the portal, like if you were a Division One football player and you transferred to a Division One school, didn't you lose eligibility? No, you well, lost, you, you, you had to wait. You had to sit out a year. Well, yeah. that's what I meant. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You had to sit out a year. See, yes. like why can't we keep that in place? Because that yeah. might make people think, you know, like yes. Oh, Right. I agree. Their whole thing behind it was that why, if coaches can leave and come and go whenever they want, the players should be afforded that same luxury. Now, I want to ask you guys this. Now, I can't remember, but when this whole transfer portal thing started, I was under the impression that you could transfer one time anywhere you wanted without penalty. Is that gone now? And you can Oliver transfer. Martin. You can just transfer anytime, anywhere. There's no limitation. Am I right or wrong on that? Yeah, I think Oliver that's true. Dude, that's, three, three, three schools in three years. My kid tells me he doesn't want to go to Taekwondo. I'm like, yeah, right. We're going in 30 minutes, buddy. <laughs> there you yeah. go, Kyle. You're going, to you're going to suck it up, buddy. That's because you're a good parent. And, <laughs> you know, I, I'm listening to a lot of ESPN Sports Talk Radio, and these guys that played college football like yourself, Kyle, are – saying i'm you know when a couple a lot of them they're like man my kid is in high school he's looking where he's going to go to college and they're all saying the same thing you're going to stick through the tough stuff you're going to fight through it and you're going to stick around and if you quit on it i'm going to be pissed that's because they know it's what life's about man yeah i mean that's what it's about so i don't know i I, we need a little bit of parents getting involved in this a little bit to calm (laughs) this down there's always going to be kids are going to be transferring but when you have close to 800 kids and within a day entering the portal i it's insane so anyway put in the comments and everything what you guys think about this what your thoughts on the portal i we love to hear what you guys think put it on our facebook page twitter everything let us know and then also super late on this like subscribe share notification bell all that stuff we're bad at promoting ourselves with this stuff so (laughs) we're clearly in it for the dollars you know what i mean (laughs) We're 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 right clearly in it for the crown. So is so is Kyle. The one, the one thing that we are in it for though is our sponsors. And our sponsor to our next segment is coming out with some alluring scents. They just waft into your nose. Oh, yeah. And they just bring it bring you into the Look season. Oh it, yeah. It's the most unbelievable sense you've ever smelled in your life. They're handcrafted scents by. And you know, you know, Adam has in the in the uh, uh, Nebraska hawk's nest here that I never knew on the loudspeaker. I mean, it's like you know surround sound. Very nice. It's, yeah, it, it's it's great. One of these it's, times, one of these times, we got to do one of these. All of us in your basement. <laughs> I couldn't even get you to go to a game in Illinois within yeah, an hour from your house. So I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, good idea. Good idea. You deserve <laughs> that one. Next year, Kyle's coming to Lincoln. He's Ooh. coming to Lincoln next year for the Iowa Nebraska I game. Have to, I might have to step up my game. He will be here in the Hawks Nest. We'll do I might it. have to step up my game, guys. Give the fans what they want, Kyle. It's not all about you. 
Come on out here, buddy. <laughs> all right. All right. But we, Candy wanted us to really accentuate. She's got a new line of candles that are hitting the market. Oh, uh, yeah. Now get ready. It is adult, adult holiday scents. Okay. Adult holiday scents. Candy's getting a little dirty this holiday season. She's getting some adult scents. Notes from don't Marty. say it, Matt. Matt, don't say it. Oh. <laughs> So uh, she's got scents like uh, Santa's sack, um, jingle, my, <laughs> jingle, jingle my balls, um, elf farts, and Santa has diabetes. And so, <laughs> so I asked her. I said, "What does Santa has has diabetes? What is that? What does that smell like?" Now I took note. She said it smells like diabetes and sugar. <laughs> know what that means? So um, interesting. And then she's got a new product. She's dipping her toes into. It's uh, oh. a honey glazed ham bath balm. So ooh, it's <laughs> it's Patrick Mahomes is going to be tuning in for that one. Yeah. And, Look for Bath and Body Works to potentially be carrying some of these lines in the very near future. So, again, thank you to one of our favorite, maybe our favorite sponsor. Oh, yeah. Candles by Candy. So, going into um, the bold breakdown. Let's see if we can dig this podcast out of the gutter. Exactly. Yeah, this is, uh, I'm going to need a big shovel. You need a backhoe. Yeah. <laughs> oh man all right so we are in the music city bowl um we are creating a bowl tradition where i get to go to the bowl game and matt does not because his wife won't let him this is a very long tradition that we've been establishing for almost a decade now um we are playing kentucky again which is the only downside like kentucky again like come on i know it's revenge and do we really need revenge against Kentucky? I don't know. But apparently they sold me on it because I bought my tickets and Adams is going to Nashville. So I wish I could take one of you guys with me. I wish I could talk you into it, but I, I'm just from the feel of the room. I think I'm I'm flying solo on this one. <laughs> so last year you guys know Kentucky won 20 to 17 in the Citrus Bowl. I was also there for that one. It was a heartbreaker. Um, hotter than hell. My uh, pale skin did not do so well in that he um, really wanted to see what your guys' picks are on this game. Okay. And we're going to revisit this after the game. And there's going to be a little prize for the winner. Okay. Marty gets to keep his belt till next year, till the end. Okay. Because he earned it. He is the champion. Okay. He's taking this baby home with him. He is the champion. Hey, okay. You see that, Matt? I see, see it. Right. I see it, Marty. She, All right, good. She, she's a beauty. So we don't know who the heck we're starting at quarterback. It's either going to be Joy Labus or Carson May. Maybe it's going to be a little bit of both of them. Um, we get to see Will Levis again from last year. So um, I'm going to give you guys a little background on the game, and then I want to hear your picks on who you guys are picking in the Music City Bowl. All right. Um, they're pretty much the SEC version of us. Uh, when you look at the stats, very similar. Um, so the Hawkeyes average 17.4 points per game. That's 123rd out of 131 teams in Division One football. Power. That's um, that, that's atrocious. <laughs> not 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 so good. Um, Kentucky. Let's see here. 
Um, Kentucky averages 22 points a game. So we're going to be blowing doors off people with offense in this one. They're 106 out of 131 teams, so not so great. Uh, we're going to throw in the defense. Iowa only allows phenomenal 14.4 points per game. That's six in the country, boys. That's some good stuff right there. Now, Kentucky is only allowing 19 points per game. That's 12th in the country. So they have a little bit better of a defense or a little bit better of an offense than us. And we have a little bit better of a defense. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good game. Just like last year it might come down to the wire. Um, they're like I said, they're really the SEC version of what Iowa's trying to do. No shocker, they got an Iowa boy running the program who just signed a massive extension. Mark Stoops, great coach. Um, Will Levis is pretty darn good quarterback, uh, especially for a, an offense that hasn't really produced much. But the, like we know, the SEC's got some tough, tough defenses. Will Levis threw for two uh, so far, has thrown for two thousand four hundred six yards, nineteen touchdowns, and ten interceptions. Now. Can't really pull any Joey Labus or Carson May stats because there isn't any to be had. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I got to be honest with you. I feel more optimistic with the unknown in this one than from what I've seen in the past uh, this season. So, boys, I'm going to start out. <coughs> our favorite kicker in the history of kicking footballs in the United States of America, <laughs> Kyle Schlicker. Kyle. No, do not limit that to the United States of America. Who's your favorite kicker the <laughs> in the time? world? In the world, okay, in the world, of all okay. countries, okay, like better than like Ronaldo, like yes, could, and Are you like kidding? like the greatest kickers of all time. Did you not see this guy kick? I did. He's <laughs> he's my favorite. So, you're, Kyle, you're my favorite. I love you. Thank you. Thank all right, you. Kyle. Uh, no more Kyle kick, kissing Kyle's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, who are you taking in this one? It's a straight up. There's no spread yet that we know of. Are you taking the Wildcats to beat us two years in a row? Or are the Iowa Hawkeyes going to win the Music City Bowl? And is Adams going to get crazy down in Nashville and party his butt off with some fireball? Well, that's going to be true. Uh, but, you know, I, don't, I honestly can't think of a time where I'll never pick – I'll never not pick the Hawkeyes. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I'm going to play off emotion no matter what. Um, even if they're playing against the best team in the dang world, man, it'll be the Hawkeyes. Um, so, you know, I've never been to the Music Music City Bowl. I've been to Nashville, though, and it's a great time. And I just hope that, uh, you know, as always, the uh, Hawkeye fans will be basically packing all their stuff up and moving there uh, for three or four days, ten days, some. Um, so it'll be a great time, and I'm definitely going with the Hawkeyes, man. All right, I'm going to go over to the guy next to me, the South, Marty. Marty. I wish there was something I could do to talk you into and just completely change your mind about what you got going on in tropical Florida with your pina coladas, your margaritas, your women in <laughs> coconut bras and grass skirts, massaging your feet, telling you how wonderful you are, listening to still bongo drums and all kinds of great things happening to you. Right, so there's no women involved. <laughs> what, what about Karen? Well, yeah, she'll be there. Okay. But I'm meeting my Australian buddy who I haven't seen in 15 years. He's going to be in South Florida on New Year's Eve day. So I got to be there. So that takes priority. Sorry. But uh, my choice, uh, defense wins this game, Iowa 10-9. to I think it's going to be a really, really close mm -hmm. game. I think uh, the defense will allow three field goals from Kentucky. They will not allow a touchdown. 
I think uh, uh, I think Labas gets uh, one touchdown. Carson May gets a, a field goal, and I think it's ten to nine, Iowa. Matt, I want to know if you can smell the excitement in the air, the optimism, the unknown of what could happen in this bowl game. I, I smell revenge. What do you see happening in this year's Music City Bowl sponsored by, uh, what's it called, Trans trans something? Trans, uh, trans, trans America? Don't trans, leave it at trans. What is it called God. again? What's it called? Trans. I don't know. I don't want to know. It's called Trans Perfect. <laughs> that's the name of it. And I'm like, what a name for a company like that. That's a. In- <clears throat> I'm just going to comment yeah, on that. Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. Kentucky's yeah. actually favored by two and a half. Oh, trans Perfect. You know what? All right. All right. Now tell us, Matt. Did you, did you catch that? Say that again. Go ahead. Uh, Kentucky's favored by two and a half, actually. Okay, so it's essentially still a pick 'em. It is, and yeah, ESPN has this thing at fifty percent. I, I, I honestly think that they have no idea how this is going to go with um, Petrus not playing. You got who knows for quarterback for Iowa. You got huh, what is there? Two, four, six, seven guys in the transfer portal already from Iowa. Um, it, it's it's a it's just a tough one to even pick to even know yeah where to go with this thing. There's probably been three that have we hit still the got portals. Regani, since, though. Yeah, we got Regani. Got Regani. Uh, it sounds like Laporta will be back. Um, yes, Spencer's got, out. Uh, He's having shoulder surgery. Right. You got uh, you got two running backs that are that are probably our best two with uh, okay. Lashawn Williams and uh, Johnson. And uh, I, yeah, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna pull it off. I think defense is gonna be key here. Uh, that's what we've been, you know, leaning on this whole year, anyways. Uh, Dejean's gonna be back, so you know our, our secondary is gonna be solid again. Um, I did hear that there's talk on uh, Justin Jacobs. Could enter the transfer portal, I guess, on Thursday. I've heard rumors of. I don't know if that's true. Or not. I, I hope not. That. I hope he comes and plays because um, we're that. in the secondary already. But uh, you know, with their interception rate, you know, with with what you said on ten interceptions um, from Kentucky, you know, that's we're going to be ball hawking it out there. So our defense is going to need to score off those and create some turnovers. I think we're going to be able to get it. I hope they come into this thing. Smelling revenge, wanting revenge, and wanting to win this thing this year from losing last year, and, and maybe that motivation carries us over. So I, I pick Iowa. I don't want to disappoint this girl. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's you know. Are we, you sitting here next to me going to say you're going to pick Kentucky? No, oh. no. <laughs> I, I was whoa. No, because um, <laughs> Physically, he's going to be out of the picture. Mar- Marty would clothesline me right now. Would hit me in the face with his championship belt. I'm going to tell you right now. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it in my skin. This is going to be a Hawkeye victory, and I think we're going to spank him. I don't think it's going to be close. I think defense is going to come out pissed off. I think that we're going to have a spark on offense. I think we're going to come out with some unorthodox, different plays with the quarterbacks. If this offensive staff has an ounce of intelligence in them, which I, I, I know they do they do I believe in them a little bit that they're going to simplify the playbook guys and give them some plays that they're going to be able to run. So um, I believe in them enough that I'm dropping a couple grand to go down and support them and watch them play regardless. 
Um, I, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going because we're going to win the game or anything like that. I want to be there to support my team. I bitch, I complain, I get frustrated like all of us, but I want to be there on the front line with those guys, cheering them on, supporting them. And we might have a few cocktails in the process and have a good time, maybe. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to say Hawks 24 and I'm going to say Kentucky 12. Are we putting an over under on Adam's fireball shots for the weekend? Um, I will. I'll have Janie take uh, take count take for you. Count. Let's do it right now. Each He's, one of you, go tell us. You know, it's, it's a little sad, Matt. I'm I'm sitting here witnessing. He's he's had like a half a one this entire podcast. I need to be able. So to I'm like going to go under. I, I'll go under on on the, the under. Yeah, uh, I want What's you guys number. To pick how many though? Pick a number of how many fireball shots that I will consume on this trip. Two. The way it's going, too. Okay, okay. How many days are you going? Um, I'm well. I, I, I'm going to be there three days. I'm going to say twenty-eight shots. Holy crap, Kyle! Have you seen? I, mean, I don't think so. He's going to have fireball running through his veins. Well, <laughs> in my veins. Fireball. All right, Matt, what are you guessing? I got 15. 15. All right. It's like Price is Right. Like you go right down the middle, like right at the end of the last guest. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we're going to be getting back together here. Uh, go ahead, Marty. One thing I want to say is, Matt, the background that you have here, much better than last podcast, man. When you were out on some oh, yeah. Nebraska cornfield or wherever the hell you were. Yeah. And then we heard that, you know, that screaming and all that. And you said that it was kids running around, you know, at Thanksgiving time. You said it was family and kids and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually think it was farm animals and Ooh. whatever he was doing to make him squeal. <laughs> I really don't want to know. Matt. <laughs> I mean, that's what they said at the movie Saw. Have you seen that? They said it was just a regular building. Normal things were happening right, in there. They're right. conducting business. The screams that came out were just disgruntled employees. I don't think it was kids. I don't think it was kids. I don't know. Animals can make some weird noises when right, they're disgruntled. Right, right. Farm animals. <laughs> All right, Matt. We love you, buddy. All right, boys. We'll see you next week. We're going to uh, touch base on the transfer portal again. It's always awesome to see you guys. Maybe Marty and I shouldn't be next to each other anymore. <laughs> Probably not. Not. Uh, He's cracking himself up right now. I, I am. I've had more I'm having fun. a good time, man. I've had more fun this podcast, I think I ever have. So I don't know. This might be a really good thing or really bad. We don't know. But uh I love you guys. And let's let's beat the Wildcats and win the Music City Bowl. Go Hawks, boys. Go Hawks. Yeah, go Hawks. Go Hawks.